you know, when you, when you lose someone, it's just like you losing a part of yourself and losing a part of your future. And I just asked myself many times, like, what am I, what am I going to do now? And, mm-hmm. and I've always asked my mom, it's like, I feel like, so there's no goals in life anymore or anything like that. So you are in a pretty bad place. But then we talked a lot with my mom and she told me, it's like, come on, I mean, you have your family, you have your son, you know, you have your husband. And so there are goals there, but you just have to, you know, keep reminding yourself that you still have goals. It's, it's still not the end of the world, even if you feel like that it is the end of the world for you. Welcome to the podcast, Share Your Story, Exploring Humanity One Heart at a Time. I am your host, Jenny Diltz, and I help people convert their grief into growth in their own way and in their own time. This is a podcast where we dive deeply into the stories that make us who we are and show us who we can become. Together, we share real-life experiences of growth through our grief. I can be found at grievingcoach.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss exclusive interviews and some of my own tidbits and insights on grief. Share your story, exploring humanity one heart at a time. I'm your host, Jenny Diltz, and I help people convert grief into growth in their own way and in their own time. This is a podcast where we dive deeply into the stories that make us who we are and show us who we can become. Together, we share real-life experiences of growth through grief. I can be found at grievingcoach.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss exclusive interviews and some of my own tidbits and insights on grief. Today, I have with me my friend Noemi Barris from Cyprus. She is the co-owner of Podcast Connections. She helps entrepreneurs and business owners share their knowledge and connect them to quality podcast shows. In addition, Noemi is dedicated to helping experts grow their business with interviews. She started to work in the online marketing field back in 2007. Noemi has a master's degree in Danish literature and language. She is a linguist, content creator, and master organizer. During the week, she runs the podcast booking agency, but during the night and on weekends, she is a self-taught artist. Noemi is best known for her unique and witty mixed-media hand-sewn collages on canvas made from old photos, postcards, colorful yarn, and textiles. She collects small bits and pieces that she finds fascinating and incorporates them into mixed media collage that usually has a vintage vibe. Thank you for coming on our show today, Noemi. Thank you for having me, Jenny. It's a pleasure. (laughs) It is, and I'm so excited. Um, I know our conversation is going to be a great one. But before we begin, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on our website, and it, which is uh, podcastconnections.co. And if you type my name into LinkedIn, you will find me there, Noemi Beres, and you'll find me there as well. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, and uh, yeah, these are the most important places where you can find me. Awesome. So I already said, but I'm so excited to have you on my show today. Uh, When we first (laughs) talked, you were a little bit apprehensive about coming on my show to talk about grief. Like many people, your initial instincts were to avoid grief and push it away when the topic did come up. But then as we were talking about your experiences, your perspective on grief started to change. And by the end of the conversation, you were surprised yourself by saying that you were actually excited to be a guest and share your stories of how you've grown through your grief. 
I'm yeah, that's so true. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was a kind of a trip to to go through this and it was an experiment for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to watch it firsthand and it was so amazing. Hmm. Um, and I'm fascinated by your story because you've encountered major losses at different times in your life as a yeah. child in your 20s and in your 40s. Tell us about some of your experiences with grief. Yeah, I mean, it started when I was about six or seven, when I lost my both of my grandparents in about like two months time. Uh, they, were, they were pretty close to me. They were helping raising me when my parents were, you know, were working and I spent a lot of time with them. And it was, it's pretty hard on me losing them, like both of them in, 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 in such a short time. It wasn't an easy thing, but obviously when you are a kid, these feelings are like buried inside you and you're not necessarily talk about them, but they, you know, they, it's kind of emotional baggage that you carry through, through your life. Even if it starts in childhood, you still carry uh, them with yourself. And that was my first experience with grief. And then uh, unfortunately I lost my granddad and that was in my twenties. I lost him to cancer. And um, yeah, it, 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 it was hard as well. And it was a completely different story because um, he had cancer for many years. He had surgeries, which he, like, he survived and he kept living for a couple of years that you know, he could spend together. But then that was the second round of cancer and he couldn't cope with it anymore. And then he passed away. That was in my 20s. And uh, obviously I saw this process and I saw what happened. And unfortunately, this whole thing was just uh, replayed when my dad uh, got sick and he got cancer as well. And that was uh, basically, I turned 40 uh, when, when um, he passed away. But previously, like he had like three years before he was struggling and we saw him struggling and yeah. And the whole cancer trip was, was uh, quite horrible. And it, it was even harder. So it just actually just got harder and harder by the years. Since mm -hmm. you were a child, you were six, seven, you're in the twenties and you're just starting life and opening up to life and, and you hit your 40 and it's like, oh, this is not good. So, which is, it was just harder and harder. And then I lost my grandmother in the same year as I lost my dad. And that was a sudden death. It caused by an accident and yeah. So it is a lot of death I experienced. And since we talked, you know, we had our pre-call and our pre-chat with you, I was just thinking about how many persons, like people I lost during my life. And I, I lost so many. And it was like, oh my God, it, this is quite horrible. But you know, when you, you, it's very hard to explain, but you, it's, it's even it's, it's horrible and even if it's bad, but you get used, you get used to it and you get used to death and you get used to grief and mm -hmm. which is so horrible to say, but it's true. And yeah, you live with it and you know, it's, it's part of life. It's unfortunate. It's, it's so bad, but it's still part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, um, that, uh, first of all, that's a lot of loss. Yeah. Um, I haven't experienced that much death in my life. So that's a lot. Yeah. And it's not easy. No. 
grief is, is usually not easy. But there are ways that we can learn from it and grow from it, as you have done. Um, tell us what has helped you cope with your grief. I mean, first of all, I think my family was a big support. Uh, you know, when I obviously when you lose someone, your family is there, which is not a big family because I'm I'm a single. You know, I'm a, I'm an only child. And I only have my mom left, basically, my married close, uh, the closest relative is my mom, apart from my son, obviously, but she's my closest relative. And she's a big support for me. And like we talk every day and we don't live in the same country. I'm originally from Hungary, from Central Europe, and she lives there and I live in Cyprus with my family. So, but we always in touch and we talk a lot. And which is good because, you know, she, she is experiencing grief. I experiencing grief and yeah, we can help each other. And she was always a huge support for me. And um, so that's a good thing. And she's one of my, you know, <laughs> rocks yeah. for sure in yeah. life. And the other thing that, that helped me through uh, my grief uh, process is art. And uh, yeah, what I'm doing, as you mentioned, what I'm doing during the weekend, what I'm doing in the evenings, and it helps me to relax and helps me to unwind and get to a better place. <laughs> like, <laughs> and yeah, but definitely art played a big part uh, of helping me with this whole grief process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about art? helps you process grief some might think that those are like two separate categories or separate topics so how can art help us with our emotions it's sometimes when i think it, it's it's kind of like a meditation process when you're doing art mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if you are i'm doing collages and maybe they're hand sewn so i keep uh, a lot of time just working on these canvases and it's pretty time consuming and it's it's a very monotone it's very re repetitive soothing calming so which is which is good for your mind so that's why i compare it to meditation because the art is like kind of form of meditation you you get into a, a place and you find you're in a peace and calm from it so it's it's it helps you with with uh, so it's kind of a meditation process so that's why it's it's so cool to 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 do something with your hands and yeah just use it because that that helps a lot plus i i read about it actually that it it has been proven that uh, the creation of art increases the serotonin levels in your brain which helps fight depression so it it's they all link together which is so fascinating and mm -hmm. yeah i love it so i think that's how it's all connected and um, and when you do art it helps you to express extreme emotions pain anger everything that is bottled up inside you but once you once you do something uh, and you start working on your canvas or you start working on your anything <laughs> or knitting or crocheting or whatever you're doing no matter how disturbing may your think your your project uh, appears it, it's much healthier for you to to put it out there and to bring out those emotions then keep it bottled up inside yourself mm -hmm. 
So I think it's just so connected. I mean, art and coping with grief, I think that's the best practice to do. I don't know, it just, yeah, it's amazing. How, what can art do for you when it comes to grief? That's amazing. Um, I actually did a workshop recently <laughs> where we just made patterns with our art, um, yeah. with markers, either dots or lines, um, scribbles, angry scribbles, circular scribbles, jagged scribbles. And you don't have to be an artist to be able to do art, to be able to tap into those meditative, repetitive motions. Um, and I think it's so fascinating that it has such a profound effect on being able to cope with those heavy emotions and and release that serotonin and help with the depressive nature of grief. Yeah. How long have you been doing art? Um, I was doing art since I was, I think I was, I wouldn't call that art when you were a kid, but I always loved doing something with my hands. I loved drawing, I loved painting. And especially when I was in my teenage years, 15, 16, that's when I, I really explored myself. I'm uh, to a recent study I did, a <laughs> recent like the test I did on myself. I'm kind of an um, omnivore, not, not, how do you call that? But you're not an introvert and not an extrovert, but like an abrovert, I think abrovert, that's the word, yeah. So you are in the middle. So when I, I like to be with people, but I love my own space and I love doing art. And that's because uh -huh. I was an only child. I, I grew up like that and I loved, that's how I expressed myself. And you know, your teenage years, you want to rebel and you want to do, wow, this and that, and you just want to try yourself. That's when I actually started to do like painting, especially painting drawings. Yeah, that was my thing. And since then it changed a bit, but yeah, that was the time when I started doing it. And then, you know, when you start working and you go, first you go into university and then you start working and everything, you just don't have time for it. But then uh, after university with my husband, we moved to Ireland, which is a very beautiful country, beautiful island. And uh, I really, I just, you know, I, I discovered myself again and I started to do drawings again. And then the next phase came when actually I, I uh, was expecting my son. And then I started, I, I, I know exactly the day when I started doing collages and it was such a, like a big moment for me. And I still have that collage. It was a bit like strange. And I just uh, used like a, um, a couple of buttons and textiles and stuff. And I just stick it on a, like a, on a canvas and yeah. And I, but I was expecting my son, it's like, I'm doing this. This is myself expressing form. So that was that my new stage again. And then I was doing uh, these, um, collages and then I got my digital collage phase and it was like I have all these phases in my life uh -huh. but it's so yeah it's funny it's funny to experience this and you go through different stuff and I wouldn't go back to drawing I wouldn't go back to painting right now because I'm just fully focused on my collages so yeah that's so interesting do you think your art started your art expression started when your grandparents died Um, or did it start before or I'm later? I'm not so sure about that, to be honest. Maybe, maybe it did. But as I said, I, always, I, I, I was always like a creative type. Uh, even 
like yeah when I can remember even when I went to you know kindergarten or something mm -hmm. so yeah I think but it definitely it definitely has a connection to express yourself uh, and it helped me even if a kid even if you didn't know about it that helped you or it wasn't intentional it was just mm -hmm your subconscious you know was working when you are a child and you don't know why you're doing it you're just doing it because it comes from instincts yeah but yeah probably yeah it's connected i think for sure that's amazing so you talked about these phases of different art mediums and art uh well different art phases um yeah do you think there's any correlation with your grief and processing your grief in phases yeah it, it might be it might be i think as i said uh, with, with my childhood uh, trauma you don't know you don't know exactly but i think it just um it just your subconscious working and that's how it sends a message to your body it's like to express what you feel and how you feel mm -hmm. like i know for sure that when my dad passed away in 2019, um, I started to doing these very, like this was very dark, like I would say like these dark digital collages. And uh, yeah, you only use black and white and it was pretty dark. I and mean, I was in a pretty bad place at that time, mm -hmm. but I was keep doing them. And I shared with my friends on Facebook and Instagram and I mean, they liked it and I got good feedback about it, but I knew that they probably think is, oh, I'm gone. This is, she's weird. I'm, she's doing this. And these are were really dark themes that I was working with. I'm not doing them anymore. That, that was my phase. Uh -huh. And I think that was my deepest, you know, my deepest emotion and deepest part of my grief brought to, to the surface. Yeah. And, um, but I, I love doing it because I always, uh, yeah, it was always about death somehow. And I, you, 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 I just couldn't help myself. I, it was all about death and grief. And even if it wasn't intentional, it just, yeah, that's how I unloaded my emotions. Yeah. That's so, in a weird way, so cool. <laughs> And and most people would like you're such a weirdo. You think death and grief is cool? Um, yes. And <laughs> um, I'm not saying that I'm rejoicing that you had that experience to bring the death and grief. Yeah. But it's so cool to see how it manifests. Like, see how you expressively manifest that that darkness, that sadness, that grief um through your art yeah did you yeah, find that it was that, healing for you oh sorry yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> did you find that it was healing for you yeah absolutely absolutely i mean first one uh, you know when you when you lose someone it's just like you losing a part of yourself and losing a part of your future and i just asked myself many times like what am i what am I going to do now? And, mm -hmm. and as always asked my mom, it's like, I feel like, so there's no goals in life anymore or anything like that. So you are in a pretty bad place. But then we talked a lot with my mom and she told me, it's like, come on, I mean, you have your family, you have your son, you know, you have your husband. And so th there are goals there, but you just have to, you know, keep reminding yourself that you still have goals. It's, it's still not the end of the world, even if you feel like that it is the end of the world for you because you haven't experienced that deep grief uh, before 
and um, but it definitely helps and relaxes you and yeah it helped me a lot so this is coming from your mom saying that you have you still have goals you still have life you still have a yeah. world to live for what was it like for your mom um she's still grieving i mean like we all do i mean it just it's not as strong as before but you because some people say that when it's gonna stop never it's never mm -hmm. gonna stop until you leave it's it leaves with you it's within you it just yeah. um the the strength of the grief it just decreases by time but it's it's always gonna be there and it's always gonna be hard and it's you know and she she's it's, i think she's the same but because we are you know support each other and we have a very good like mother-daughter relationship since i was a kid i mean it, it helped both of us to talk about it because mm -hmm. we did talk about it and because unfortunately my dad's death was just a long suffering with, with and the huge long 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 bottle with, uh, with with cancer you actually prepared yourself for the time that he's gonna not gonna be with us and this is even i think it's more horrible than losing someone to sudden death that's my experience maybe other people you know don't agree with me mm -hmm. because they have a different experience with it but i'm just talking from my experience and um for me this long process and then you know that he's going because that's a good thing about death that you don't know when you're going to die because <laughs> that's a good thing about i mean you know because if you're gonna die okay i'm gonna die in two weeks time or in a year time that's i think that's the most horrible thing that can happen to you and because you know that's the end of your of your life but when like when when my dad was um he knew that he got cancer and we knew it's not curable and he had like multiply surgeries and he went through hell we knew that's not gonna change it doesn't even matter like how positive we are about it how and we, we try to help him and everything but we knew it you know it's gonna end and they told us he may have a couple of months and or a year top mm -hmm. and he lived like longer than that because we just didn't let him go because we were so attached to him yeah. but then by the end when you reach that stage when it, your life is just all suffering i mean maybe death is it's a part of relief that you have to let him go because mm -hmm. it's it's horrible for him so yeah that's that's the bad part about i think that the, not the sudden death but the uh this long and suffering process that you go through when for example when you have cancer yeah yeah or other terminal illnesses yeah so you said that um sudden death was easier for you than the longer yeah, death it, yeah i mean yeah it's so weird to say because death is death and it, uh -huh. it you know it doesn't really matter it's sudden or not but uh, to be honest, when I had the same experience, for example, with my grandma, who, who had an accident and it was like a sudden death, like in a month time, she was gone. And like, you know, a month before she was there and then she was gone. It, it was still pretty horrible, but um, you didn't see her suffering for that long and it, it didn't break your heart completely and see that process because you knew okay. that when when she got when, when she had this accident um yeah it it was sudden and you you couldn't really do anything about it you couldn't help her doctors couldn't help her she and she was at an like in her 80s late 80s so yeah unfortunately but 
because of the suddenness it was for me it was easier to process than mm -hmm. than my dad's death obviously yeah and i appreciate that you said for me because each of us processed death differently for some people having that time to prepare for the death that longer death is more comforting because they can wrap up the loose ends they can have that have those legacy moments and make sure yeah that everything is in place before the death happens um i was just on a like a uh first responders call for grief yesterday mm. um for this man who had an accident at work and he died mm. two weeks later yeah um so it was pretty sudden for all of yeah, his team and his team members were just in shock that yeah. he was gone that he was that he had died and so i think it's different for for everybody we each process death and grief in our own way yeah and absolutely. so it's important to be aware of those differences and be aware of our individual preferences or personalities or um i don't know the word um um but it's it's important not to compare ourselves with others exactly. because we each yeah. process our grief yeah. in our own way yeah and so you know but i remember in the old days because i come from a little town from hungary and in the old days the old ladies they were crying out their eyes you know when they had like uh, when somebody passed away and, mm -hmm. and and they were checking who is crying more and who is grief whose grief <laughs> is the strongest it's like it's not about that it's not about crying and not about yeah grief is, is such a complicated and um feeling and emotion and everything but it's not it's not about that, not about comparing yourself to others, because everybody mm -hmm. has its, as it said, own way to cope with it. And yeah. Do you have other family members and cousins and stuff? In your family? Not, your many. Extended not, family? not too many, unfortunately. No, and we are not so close. I'm oh, one okay. or two, but we are not so close. And yeah, my family is pretty small, so. Yeah, unfortunately, I wish that these times you wish you had like brothers, sisters, and you can, you know, get together with them and talk about this because mm -hmm. this is so important. But yeah. um, you, when you talk to your friends or friends that, that never ever, you know, experienced grief before, you, you feel like a weirdo or something because you talk about death and they just don't get it. They just don't yeah. understand what I'm talking about. And, you know, what's that process? Because they haven't experienced it and some of them did and yeah so they understand what i'm talking about or how i'm feeling but some people they just don't they don't get it until they're not experienced they don't until they experience it mm -hmm. yeah what does experiencing death and grief give you like how does it take you to that next level of really experiential knowledge of oh yeah this is this is how it goes but you're you experience death at, at six and seven so i don't know if you have that you would have that comparison of 
life without experiencing death and life with experiencing death yeah I, yeah it was too early so i was growing up like that that my uh, okay i wouldn't say that my mom had like a nervous breakdown but she was very close to that when i was a kid and she always told me that i kept her going because i was by her side and and sometimes you would say fortunately or unfortunately, but we talked a lot about these, the death and grief and stuff with her, even I was smaller. And I don't know, it just followed me through my childhood and adulthood and yeah. So I didn't really experience life without death because it was so early to lose my grandparents, both of them in such a short time. So it actually followed me. All mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, but it was part of my life. I would say, yeah. I'd say that was, like you said, fortunately, unfortunately. Fortunately, your mom talked about it and openly and yeah. that it was a part of your life, like everyday life, rather than being stuffed or we can't, we can't yeah. talk about these emotions. We can't yeah. express, we can't share. We don't talk yeah. about death and grief. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's very, very healthy and a, a yeah. huge blessing for you. Probably I, for I, her too. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I try to do the same with my son because when, I mean, he loved his grandpa, obviously, you know, the grandkids, they love their grandparents, but uh -huh. they had a really like a um, uh, very close relationship. Both of them are in the uh, same star sign and everything. So they are, uh, yeah, they are, they were pretty connected. And um, my, my, my son is pretty hyper and he's very energetic. But when he was with my dad, he always calmed down and they played together. And even, you know, he was um, only seven when he turned actually, actually, my dad passed away on my son's seventh birthday. So when my son is having her birthday from now on, from, from age seven, his birthday and my death, death day actually connected. And which is horrible because it's a beautiful day because it's my son's birthday, but then we always go to the cemetery and the memorial garden we visited and we bring flowers to my dad but it's always connected these two things and it's, mm -hmm. it's never easy but the funny thing is that uh, not funny but <laughs> funny thing is that i asked my you know when when we got uh, the call from the hospital when my you know dad passed away and um i picked up the phone and yeah you, you don't want to take that call ever in your life and yeah. we knew what that, that's going to happen i mean we knew exactly that probably that's going to happen like any day or any hour and you know my son was so shocked and just to see a small child to be so shocked by this and you couldn't you can't uh, keep it a secret because he knew that my dad is sick and he saw things that maybe he shouldn't have seen but um he knew about it and and he wanted to draw a picture of my dad on the night when he passed away that i want to draw a picture of dad the granddad and i want to write on it i want to draw him why we liked him and we all had to draw a picture of him on that picture and and say a couple of good things about him why you liked it so yeah it was a pretty yeah precious moment yeah so we made this picture all of us my husband my mom and my son and we still have that picture framed in in our in my mom's home and yeah it's still there why we liked granddad why he was so great and and he got and this seven-year-old kid came up with that idea to to draw a picture of granddad and just write down the things that we loved about him so 
yeah, I think that helped him cope as well. And we tried uh -huh. to talk about it with him. So I tried to help him like my mom used to help me when I was a kid yeah, yeah. with this whole. Yeah. That's so beautiful that yeah. you're able to hold on to those lessons that your mom taught you when you were his age. Yeah. And you were able to pass them on to him. That turned into a beautiful tribute for your dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, have you used music to help with your grief as well? The weird thing is that I, that for a couple of months after my dad passed away, I couldn't listen to music. I love music and I have a hand, hand, uh, hang, it's a hand drum that I'm playing and, uh, but I couldn't touch it and I couldn't do anything. I, I couldn't listen to music. I, I couldn't stand music for a while. And it took me a couple of months until I could listen to music again. It's very weird, but yeah, that's how I was coping. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, because if I listen to very like happy music or anything like that, I was, you, you've, you kind of feel guilty. Why are you doing that? Because you shouldn't be happy because you are in grief. Mm -hmm. But then when you listen to classical music or Bach, Beethoven, anything, you, you feel like you're going to die as well. So maybe it's not the best option, uh, especially after like, uh, after uh, uh, things like that happening to you. So mm -hmm. no, I wasn't into music for a while, but then I don't know when, but it took me a couple of months to, to start to listen to music again. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, um, one of the biggest, well, I don't know if biggest, but one of the misconceptions of grief is that <coughs> when we're grieving, we have to be sad. We have to be solemn, mm -hmm. somber, depressed. And we can't be happy. Yeah. Grief is a mix of emotions. And sometimes they're yeah. opposing emotions. Sometimes it's reflecting yeah. on that tribute to your to your dad. Sometimes it's reliving the the funny times that you've had together. Sometimes it is a sad, depressive, dark. heaviness of of missing them but it's all combined and i think that's one thing that i would like to change about global society is that grief can be all of it you can laugh when you're grieving you can smile when you're grieving you can cry of course when you're grieving like it doesn't have to be grief looks one way but to yeah. to open up grief and and allow everything in it because we're yeah. still alive we still experience all of these different emotions yeah and i know my dad he wouldn't like that i mean even i remember that when you know we had this he didn't have these talks with me because he didn't like to talk about death before his passing but he talked a lot with my mom because they spent a lot of time together, obviously. And, um, and uh, he told her that, please don't wear black or anything like that. I'd hate that. You know, I hate that when you're doing that. And it's like, don't, don't act like that. 
and we still remember that you know when we get these family get-togethers and family dinners when we are together with my mom and my family and everything we always talk about the good times you know you remember that when dad used to say that or you know because he was very witty and he had always funny remarks and thank god my son like i don't know he inherited any genes or something that mm -hmm. it, it's coming again and it's so weird because sometimes um he has these body expressions or facial expressions or the way he sleeps or way he does things that reminds me of my dad so much it's like a little clone or something and it was so weird to see it but then it, I, I really appreciate because it like brings back my dad yeah uh, uh, somehow and and when you re remember these good times as well when he made his jokes and funny remarks and he still yeah, remember that. And that that was fun. And you remember that. And you remember this. And yeah, it makes you alive and makes you happy because you have those good memories and they they're always gonna be there. They're not gonna disappear. So that's always part of your heart and yeah, they stay with you. And the funny thing is when you look into your mirror and like I really like my dad, like my mom is uh, <laughs> looks differently. But I'm really like my dad. And when you look into your mirror and you're aging and you like see your dad it's so weird but sometimes <laughs> you see your other parents and it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah all these facial features and everything the way you're getting older and aging and you see the same on your face and yeah it's but it's you all appreciate this because yeah that's all your your dad's memory or your parents memory yeah, yeah. You talked about having a space of time where you couldn't listen to music. What made the yeah. change of when you could listen to music and create music again? I have no idea, to be honest. I don't know. It's like, again, it's like, again, like with art, it's like your subconscious is it's working and sending these messages. It's like, okay, now you can go, you can do it now. Or I don't know, it's like a secret message you're getting from your body, from your soul, from, from somewhere deep uh -huh. inside that it's okay to go ahead now and you can do it and i think it just it's yeah i i don't think anybody can explain that how is this happening it's just that's how we are you know our body and brain is you know wired so yeah it's <laughs> pretty fascinating i believe that like you said our soul knows when it's time um, because grief is such a universal part of our experiences as humans, we have what it takes to be able to get through that grief or to learn to live with that grief. I think it's innate. We don't have to be taught how to grieve necessarily. We need to be taught to listen to our souls. And when it's time to listen to music again, great let's listen to music again yeah and just absolutely. go with the flow of our internal knowing yeah your instincts uh, are still working and they know when to do what mm -hmm. <laughs> when it comes to grieving i suppose it's it's part of our human nature too to know that but i have like different experience because like my mom my mom's sister so she lost her son um and then he was like in her 30s and um mm -hmm. and she's in her 80s now and she lost everyone around him her husband her son and a lot of people around him and 
but she was like grieving like for i don't know for the last 50 years and but not in a healthy way but in a pretty unhealthy way then it did like a kind of self-destructive way and uh, I, I don't think she could ever cope with it um, she should have like a therapist uh, like a therapist or something she should visited one but she never did so I, I could see that she could never cope with it so I saw, I saw the other side of the uh, of the world as well it's like some people just can't cope with it because and those people need I think help need someone to talk to about yeah. this process because it's important to talk about it otherwise yeah it, it can be self-destructive and it's working inside you and keep just keep bottled in and you live in a you live in the past with all those mm -hmm. people around you that are not with you anymore and that's not healthy for sure yeah what do you think makes the difference between being able to cope with grief and living with grief for a whole lifetime and and holding on to that unhealthy grief or grief in unhealthy ways um or what, what makes the difference like what makes the difference makes between difference? being able to cope and grow with grief like you have yeah. and your mom's sister who obviously has yeah. held on to that grief in unhealthy ways it's, it's very strange because maybe because i had i had that support and i had art and maybe i i'm in a different generation and we think differently uh, however she's like much older than me and maybe that made a difference in how we experience grief her and me for example mm -hmm. but i don't know it just um and you need the support for sure and i don't think she had that support and maybe she didn't even expect accept that support that she was given because she was really in locked inside her own world mm -hmm. so i think and that's you have to be open to and to you have to be open uh, to to accept other people's help otherwise yeah. you just yeah it's hard to do it on your own and you can cope maybe some people do but i think you always need some kind of support and help with this yeah yeah so if you're grieving please please seek support whether that's through a marker and paper or music or somebody to talk to yeah can help and i always want to emphasize that yeah, even if you're not an artist like, like back to art <laughs> that we started it's like even if you're not an artist it doesn't matter what you do you can scribble you can knit you can crochet you can you can just uh, you know paint uh, like a non-figurative <laughs> abstract painting on a on a canvas or anything that but just just do something because art is a safe art is safe and it cannot hurt you so it will you know it, it it save your soul and save your body from further yeah. uh, pain and and suffering. So it's definitely it's a good tool to use that. And it just don't think about it. Just do it. Just do something or dance or anything. I mean, you know, it's it's just be creative and express your creativity. Even if you were if, if you weren't if you weren't before, you can always. It's never too late to start anything like that. Yeah. Awesome. So as we close up our time together today, I wanted to ask, what did you learn from this experience of do, having the pre-call and, and being on my show? And what did you learn from it? 
I what did you learn? How did you grow? We so. can talk about grief and it's okay to talk about it. And we don't have to cry and we don't have to think only the bad side of and the, and the painful side of it, but we can talk about it like it's, it's just a normal topic. And that's why people just should talk about this topic more often. And we shouldn't have that problem like my mom's sister had that she couldn't cope with it. So because of coping with things and coping with grief, we need to talk about it. And that's why we need podcasts like yours to talk about this and coaches like you. It's not only about like making money coaches and, you know, this and that, but we need to talk about our feelings, about our grief. And just, it's just so important. And I think it helped me a lot to think about my own process. Mm -hmm. how I went through and how it followed me through and you helped me with it so yeah I loved it it it, it was great yeah it was so I was so happy I was giddy uh when we had our pre-call noticing that shift of wait I can't talk about grief wait maybe grief can be exciting (laughs) and to see that shift in you it was so (laughs) yeah i know at first i didn't really want to do it because i just i don't want to talk about it you know it just it's it's a lot of people can listen to it and Uh it's just weird to to talk about it but then you expect it no it's not it's not at all it's natural you should talk about it more and more and then you heal and it helps you to heal yeah have you noticed any differences in your perspective on grief um, in the month or two since we had the pre-call in and today? Definitely. I mean, you know, when I, I just started to think about all the people I lost because you normally don't count them and you don't think about how you lost them and when you lost them and how they affected your life. But then I started to think about these things that you asked me and those questions is like, what's the difference between sudden death and like a long suffering death and yeah, it was weird to think about it, but then I, I compared things and I started to think about it, like really think about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was like something opened up, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for taking that leap of faith to lead into the grief a little bit more. Um, in our first conversation, um, you trusting me with that gift and that process is so beautiful to me. Um, and like I said, I was I was so blessed to witness that transformation of growth as you've gone from wait I can't talk about it to oh maybe it, maybe I can talk about it and it's natural. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to have that pre-call and then coming on to the show and sharing your story with us. Is there anything else you'd like to share? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just like do art because art heals and art is safe and cannot hurt you. So yeah, do more of it. Awesome. I love that. It helps you for sure. So cool. So even for you non-artists, take out a crayon and a piece of paper and scribble. What's the worst (laughs) that can happen? You break your crayon. Oh, well, then you can turn it on its side and make different art. (laughs) Exactly. That's it. (laughs) Awesome. For our listeners who would like to learn more about you, tell us again where they can find you. So uh, you can find me on my website, which is uh, podcastconnections.co. 
And uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn if you type in my name in Noemi Beres, and you'll find me there. Yeah, that's that's where I'm more most active on. <laughs> awesome. It's been another amazing conversation here on Share Your Story, Exploring Humanity One Heart at a Time. Thank you, Noemi, for sharing your story with us. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in and receiving these stories. If you appreciated this episode, remember to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on special subscription-only content. To learn more about what I do at Grieving Coach, visit my website, grievingcoach.com, and sign up for my email newsletter. I send out tips, publications, and upcoming events regularly. Until next time, remember that all of our experiences make us who we are and that we can turn grief into growth. You are known and loved in more ways than you could ever imagine. Your voice matters, so share your story. It's been another amazing conversation here on Share Your Story, exploring humanity one heart at a time. Thank you listeners for tuning in and receiving these stories. If you appreciated this episode, remember to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on special subscription-only content. If you are struggling with grief and would like to make it more manageable, schedule a call through my website, grievingcoach.com, and I will give you one tool that you can implement today. Until next time, remember that all of our experiences make us who we are and that we can turn grief into growth. You are known and loved in more ways than you could ever imagine. Your voice matters. So share your story.